Blog Talk Radio. It's time for Standing on My Soapbox, the daily rant and radio show. We talk about all of the good, bad, and the ugly of current events. Join your host, Scott Fullerton, and co-host, Craig Hurley. You, our listeners, are invited to call in and stand on our soapbox with us. Call 347-989-0126 between 4 and 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Monday through Friday. That's 347-989-0126. Now, here are your host and creator, Scott Fullerton, and co-host, Craig Hurley. Well, thank you, Katie, and welcome, everyone, to Standing on My Soapbox. I am your host, Scott Fullerton. And just a little bit, I'll be joined by my co-host, actor and writer, Mr. Craig Hurley. Today is Thursday, July 11th, 2019. We have the next hour to talk about the news, politics, and pop culture stories of the day. We hope that you'll take the opportunity to add your two cents by calling in over the next hour at 347-989-0126. That's 347-989-0126. Let us know what's on your mind. So let's go ahead and step up onto my soapbox and start talking. Mr. Craig Hurley, how are you? I am doing, I'm all right. I don't know. I, I don't know how I'm doing, actually. I'm, I'm kind of, uh, dude, I, I, there was a pigeon, and I hate pigeons. I think pigeons are rats with wings. And somebody hit one on the road and then just left it in the middle of the road and my stupid ass heart is like, oh man, why are you leaving the pigeon in the middle of the road when it's still alive? And it wasn't really like, there wasn't any blood. It got a little scuffed up and like the top of its head got a little scuffed up and its wings. It was totally in shock. And I'm like, I picked it up with a towel and some gloves because, you know, they, they're, they're rats with wings. So I'm like, I, I don't want to really touch it. And then, you know, because I kind of got this, like, germaphobe thing like Bill Maher has. It's like, just just don't touch me. That's why I, you know, always, like, pound people <laughs> instead of handshakes and, you know, stuff like that. It's like I'm always grabbing napkins and, and it's open doors and, you know, and like, ugh. anyway. Um, so I, I picked it up with a towel and some gloves and put it to the side of the road. And it was still alive. And it's so fun out here right now. It's like 106 freaking degrees. And I'm like, okay, I got to run to the gas station, get some gas. I got to get back for the show. This is all happening in like the last 15 minutes. dude. And I got to get back for the show. And then I freaking, uh, I'm like, I'll come back. I'll pick you up and I'll try to nurse you back to health. Well, I, I come back around like five minutes, dude, five minutes, somebody. And, I, and I'm sure they're, they're, they're acting as a good Samaritan, I guess. Uh, wrapped him up in said towel and then ran him the hell over with their vehicle. Okay. That's so I opened the towel and now I see pigeon guts and blood and all sorts of stuff instead of a pigeon that was alive and stunned as hell. Uh, and, uh, and I'm just like, I, I just, I, I, people are... Are, are strange to me uh, on, on, on their habits and, and the things that they think are correct. Uh, they're very strange. Um, I'm sure, I'm sure that the person had, you know, the, the pigeons, uh, 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 best interests in mind, but I was actually, you know, going to try to nurse it back and get it to a vet or something, even though I think they're disgusting. Um, 
but they carry all sorts of shit, fleas and mites and so, you know, I didn't want to, I, I, I didn't actually want to deal with this thing, but, and life uh, took it away from me. So I didn't have to deal with it, but, but still, I'm like, I, I just, ugh, I don't get it. You know, I, I, I'm like, it, it, it's obviously alive. So why don't you go take it over to the vet instead of running it over with your truck or vehicle, or I'm assuming it's a truck. You know? So yeah, that's, that's, that's where I'm at. How are you doing, man? That's, I'm better than that. It's been an exciting 15 minutes for you. Goodness gracious. That's uh, a lot of stuff going on at once. But other than that, I'm a little cold. We've got a little storm going through tonight, this afternoon, which we're expecting. So just uh, under my blanket here and relaxing, enjoying the day. I went out earlier and went out to the gym and did all that fun stuff. So just another day, you know, another day in paradise. It's so funny to me that you that it's that it's summer and you are underneath a blanket while you're um, while you're doing your podcast. Dude, it's not just a blanket; it's a comforter. It's a freaking comforter. <laughs> Gets really cold down there, doesn't it? Well, it's it's I, like I told you off air. I think yesterday it happens no matter what season it is i have to do this because in the way i i live downstairs in the basement primarily and that's where the studio is too on the other side of the basement and so in the winter time it's just cold as heck out because there's snow and cold and everything so uh and the heat rises so it's cold down here during the winter time and then in the summertime we run the air conditioner we have a really good air conditioner but to keep it uh, the air, the cool does not rise as much so you have to put the temperature a little higher upstairs so to keep it cool upstairs, it is freezing down here in the basement, running all the time. So no matter what time of year well, it is, shut I'm the vents. Down shut the vents downstairs. I didn't think about that. I guess I could do that. <laughs> okay, hot that. air rises. So shut the vents so that you can actually cool the areas that need cooling, where you know your basement doesn't need cooled, right? It's always cold. No, it's not. So yeah, it's always pretty cool. That's a good idea. I'll have to look yeah. and make sure. That on break. Looks like there's little, that, I'm looking at them. looks like there's little things I can shut them. I didn't even think about that yeah. part. Well, there you go. Look, I helped you, there Scott. You go. I, there you I go. finally helped you, man. I learned something new every day. Shut the vent. Oh, there you go. I didn't even think about right. that. Anyway, yep. So I'm under my little comforter here and uh, and going about Sweet. my day. Uh, we just had the president come on national TV to tell oh, us. I missed it. I, I haven't been paying attention to, to anything. What, what did he say this time? What stupid well, shit thing did he say this time? He hosted a social media summit, summit at the White House today. And <laughs> I use the term re- loosely. It's a reality because- star's go-to, man. That is a reality well, star's go-to. I got to get on Twitter and start lighting people up. That's just, oh, my God. Go ahead. Anyway, I'm sorry. Well, the thing is, he invited Twitter mostly summit. right-wing conspiracy people to the summit. Um, he didn't want to invite the fake Excellent. news. They were allowed to come in for a couple seconds. So we had all these people on there that are like the Alex Joneses of InfoWars. People are guests on his show. There ain't no climate change. 90 degrees. 90 degrees in Anchorage, Alaska is all fine with me. 
There ain't no climate change. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. Don't mean to interrupt you, Scott. Yeah, no, that's that's it. I mean, it was, it was on social media and how Trump feels social media is unfair to conservatives, and it's not well, fair. When conservatives say Twitter stupid shit, all the time. Yeah, it, we're going to attack you. If you say right. stupid shit, and we're going to attack you. Then at the end of the summit, he went to the Rose Garden to make an executive order on the census, and he basically Gotta said- Gotta know how many illegals are here. Right. So he basically said, I'm gonna create an executive order for all the federal departments to give all of their information on our citizenship, people that are living in the US to the Commerce Department, which A, is something that already happens anyway, it's nothing new. That already happens. But then he has um, the Attorney General's little lapdog, William Barr, come on that says, oh, Mr. President, you are so wise to make this executive order. We could not put it on the census because we would not have time because the Supreme Court blocked us. And so legally we couldn't get it on there. So you are so wise to have all the department heads tell everybody um, to give all their information on the citizens from their databases to the census, which is something that we have been doing for year after year. It's nothing new that we don't report that. The, the Census Bureau does take a random snapshot of who our non-citizens are for, for a global, for an estimate, a nationwide estimate. They do that already. It's not like it's not done, but you are not allowed to use that for redistricting and Barr did put a line in there that they are going to visit that so they can use it to redistrict things. So it's kind of nothing to citizenship. It has to do with gerrymandering. That's exactly yep. right. So yep. anyway, so he did a press conference in the Rose Garden today he's gonna to make the government do exactly what the government already does. So on because he because the courts were unfair to him, including his own Chief Justice Roberts, uh, that's a Republican, that's the one that said you cannot put the census question on there because it was nonsensical. Um, they were they all have it out for him. Well, it's also a, so a major was, dictator move. That's a major dictator yeah. move. You right. know, I, I, well, I'm not positive about that, but I'm pretty sure Hitler did the same thing. So, like I said, it's something that's already done. It's something that's already done. It's not like it hasn't been done before. It's not like he's ordering anything new. It's already done. All the and they know they, they can, know who's here. They know who's here working. That doesn't make any sense, actually. They do a two percent sample every year to see and do the estimations for how many are citizens, non-citizens, things like that. They they and none of it's a hundred percent accurate, obviously. The sampling. No. And they never it's will the be. same sampling that they use for any other thing. And uh, it's just regular polling. So they're not going to get any more or any less information they've ever, ever already had. But it makes them feel good to say something. It lets him rile up his base that he is keeping America safe again from those brown people. Well, what it does border. do, what it, what it does do, <laughs> nice. What it does do is um, uh, make certain voters uh, worried about going out and actually voting. Is exactly. is what it does do. That's the goal. So the goal. it really yeah, hinders the Latino community as far as them going out and voting, 
and uh, not so much the black community, although we do have a lot of um, undocumented Haitians and Jamaicans. So um, there is, you know, that part of the community that is hindered uh, from voting. So voter suppression and gerrymandering, this, this, these guys are awesome, man. And they're just doing it in plain sight. Like they're just right in your face about it. And everybody's okay with it. You people are weird. Three four seven nine eight nine zero one two six. The Supreme Court let him do it. The Supreme yeah. Court let him do it. Well, no, the Supreme Court said no. But so, and he overrode that. He gave him. A, he did an executive order. No, I'm talking about for the gerrymandering. The Supreme Court refused to oh, take yeah, up yeah, the yeah. two gerrymandering no cases. They they let it go. They said that they that it's up for Congress well, to Kavanaugh. put the rules in. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, uh, and it, and it actually, you know what, you know what, actually, that is up to Congress to put the rules in, to make sure that these guys aren't being corrupt pieces of garbage, and well, really it, trying it, to focus true. in on voter no, it suppression. Should, but, but they won't do it. That's it should be Congress. Like, yeah. Right. Just as Congress yeah. should just impeach him for saying that the armies took over the airports in seventy seventy six. So dumb, dude. I am still locked on that. I cannot get off of that. That the armies took over the airports in 1776, and he actually planned on saying that. I'm just, this guy is so dumb. Just so dumb. And his followers are so dumb. 347-989-0126, please give me a call and prove me wrong. Because you can't. They are the deplorables that we were warned about. but uh, Yeah. I well, there's like 60 million of them. You know, I right. saw one of them. I saw one of them at the gas station yesterday. I don't know. I saw this dude, and he was yelling at his kid, and he was wearing American flag shorts, and his beer belly was hanging. It was white dude, of course. American flag shorts, which – I'm pretty sure that's a violation of the flag code. You're 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 not supposed to you're not supposed to wear the American flag. And they mean that literally. So he didn't have an American flag around his waist. So he wasn't violating it that way. But you're not supposed to use it in any retail. It is never supposed to be used as a retail item. And that and that is a violation of the flag code. So he's got on American flag shorts. No shirt, a beer belly, and his like, dude, it was gross because the elastic on the American flag shorts was kind of coming out. So you could see like, you know, plumber's crack and you could see, you know, I just, I, dude, I, it was really kind of gross. And he's wearing flip flops and he's got on a camouflage hat and, and, and that has an American flag bill on the front of the hat. And I'm like, yeah, that guy's proud to be an American. I get that, but meanwhile, he's driving a Nissan minivan, so I'm not too sure <laughs> what's going on. Yeah, I'm Classic. really not sure what is going through these people's heads, and I'm, sh- I'm fully sure that he was a 45 supporter, fully sure, no, and you know, I'm proud I'm, to be American, yeah. I get all that, but, and there's a lot of military around here, a lot, because I, like I told you, I'm, I'm uh, up in Vegas. Um, I've got a lot of friends all over the United States. So, um, uh, I'm, I'm hanging out in Vegas for a second while Katie's in Mexico. Um, man, that's been really tough on me. Um, uh, but, uh, I, 
Uh, yeah. Look, I'm going to start to cry. I am so codependent on her. I, I'm going to start to cry on air. It sounds weak as hell. Um, but anyway, let me get through this. Uh, uh, where was I? <laughs> I'm all distracted about thinking about Katie in Mexico. <laughs> talking about Trump. Trump people. <laughs> and what? And what was I talking Trump about? People. Trump people. Yeah, I, you know, I, I'm sure he's thinking that he's, you know, proud to be an American and all. But, uh, dude, that that there's like I said, there's a lot of military around here. We've got Nellis Air Force Base uh, over here, and then there's another Air Force Base, and I don't know what it's called. So uh, constantly, constantly, there's mil- uh, there's military all over here, and I'm like, that to me is so disrespectful. It's so disrespectful. I have military in my family. I have military that are friends, and I, 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 I dude, it is so disrespectful. This guy walking around, and I'm sure he thinks he's patriotic, but, I, oh, man, to me, it's just so disrespectful. So, well, just, I, you know, that's, that's all I was going to say. And all these 60, you know, 60 million people that, that follow him, uh, you know, they, they're all disrespectful as hell. All wearing American flags. Yeah, we had shit. that. When we came back, We when we came back, we went through Indiana. Um, my mom is from Indiana, so she wanted to stop by her cousin's house. So we we went through Indiana and we stopped and uh, spent the night and visited with my mom's cousin. And the next morning, we went out to breakfast before we left with them. And sitting at the table right behind us was a guy with his MAGA hat and Trump yeah. 2020 T-shirt. And it's all I could right. do not to say anything. It was like, bite my lip, bite my lip. I don't live here. Bite my lip. My cousin sucks living here. And nice. my, my mom's cousin nah, I don't live here. Is, is super Democrat. So she, I was surprised she bit her I don't her care if I don't live there. I'll say something. Sorry, uh, go ahead. I, I didn't close. mean to interrupt. No, it was close. I was close to saying, well, it's, well, it's time to get back to where uh, where the normal people live. <laughs> and uh, it's just, uh, I don't know. I, it, They're everywhere. I mean, I know a lot of them. And... Some of them are great people in every other aspect. They just have no clue how bad this guy is. I don't know how they do not know that. They just hear that being done. I totally get being conservative, financially financially conservative, but there is nothing about number 45 or his current administration that is being financially conservative. Nothing. They are blowing money left and right. So if no. you're really going to be financially conservative, then please do. If you're really going to be a Republican, then please do. But everything else, kids in cages, what are you guys doing? I mean, right. I know we've done it all along, but, but what are you doing? You know, you've escalated the problem. We don't want it to be a problem. There needs to be some type of system that actually works for people that are, that are coming here for amnesty, for, for safety, because their countries suck. It's come to this country, which is supposedly a better country. I'm looking around. I don't know so much. If this is the way they're being treated, it's not a better country. It's not a better place, which is really, really, really sad for our founding fathers, for all that time and energy invested, all of the, the, I mean, really smart guys, you know, all of that, all of that, everything, just, you know, all the, all, all the monies that have pour, been poured into the United States, all the thought process, all the ideals, all of the values over 200 years. Dude, it just, 
blows my mind that you, you, you can't see that there's something wrong on the outer edges of this instead of, you know, I, I get being, like I said, financially conservative, but there's, there isn't any of that happening. And everything else has been a detriment to the way everybody has seen their lives over, I don't know, since I was born, the past 50 years. The things that we have been trying to move towards, everybody having equal rights, everybody having health care, everybody being taken care of, loving your neighbor, just the basics. Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's not... Not the Republican Party I knew, that is for sure. Didn't agree with them a lot of the time, but I knew where they stood. This, these guys, they're all over the map. Um, of course, they announced today that the U.S. Immigration and Customs are going to do their previously postponed raids all across the country starting this Sunday yep. to arrest yep. thousands of migrant families no, who already to... have court orders to be removed. So, uh, I thought it was supposed to, already, to see already have started. I think well, it was supposed to, then started. they agreed. It was supposed to start oh, a couple to. weeks ago, but then the, he talked to Nancy Pelosi, and he kind of talked him into delaying it. And he said, okay, I'll wait till after the 4th of July holiday. And then today they've decided they're going to start Sunday. So Sunday, I think it's going to be a good thing. I think when, because right now this is all kind of contained to the southern border, right? As soon as you have places like New York, and Chicago, and uh, different places where people are starting to be detained and they start putting these camps together in large cities, or they start- Especially big, um, big blue large cities. Right. Yep. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how the public reacts to it, because it's going to be very interesting. It's one thing when it's far away. I mean, if you live in Texas, Arizona, um, California. It's not one That's thing one for thing. me. I, I'm, you know, although I'm, you know, near the, near the border, but I'm not near enough to see any of it. Um, I haven't gone down right. there to see any of it. But you know, from what I understand, thirteen thousand kids, right. and then a whole bunch of parents that are all like trapped underneath like viaducts and and shit like that, trying to trying to get their kids. They don't even want to come here. They're like, just give me my kid back and I'll leave. Right. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see what happens once they start doing this, how public it'll be. It's going to be up to the local news agencies. Um, ooh, that's another thing. I Dude, it's so disgusting. Second, Concentration camps, it's so disgusting. So disgusting. Yeah, the behavior is just disgusting. I hate to go off on a tangent, but I want to do it so I don't forget about it real quick. Go ahead. Um, go ahead. But, uh, oh, you're going to pull a crack. Uh, you're, going to, you're going to go uh, off on some shit that we weren't talking about at all, aren't you? I am. Um, well, we meant, I, I was saying it when I said that I hope that the local um, people cover everything. Uh, while I was gone in my uh, six-week little absence from the valley uh, here in Northeast Ohio, they closed my newspaper, our only newspaper wow. in town with 26,000 subscribers in our 50,000 city town is doing its last publication on August 31st, we will not have a local newspaper in Youngstown, Ohio, which is a major burb, kind of. I mean, 50,000 is not a lot of people, but uh, 
are at this pay, and it just celebrated its 150th anniversary. The paper was called The Vindicator. And uh, they are closing down. It's been a privately owned newspaper. It's owned by one family for the last 150 years. They've lost money, I guess, the last 20 out of 22 years. So I understand the problem, but they waited too long to sell it. They were afraid that for their employees, so, they did, so now they can't find a buyer now that they're like in a desperation trying to sell it. So we're going to go without a paper. And it's just amazing. I mean, there's new, obviously news has changed. Um, newspapers are hurting all over the country. Um, digital media, phones, everything are changing things. I love to get up and read a newspaper. That's my that's my routine. I get up every morning. I brew a pot of coffee. I read my paper before I do anything else throughout the day. And newspapers are some cities' lifebloods. I mean, how think about it. Where are you going to find out where your obituaries are? Where are you going to find out your local job postings? Um, you can go online, but for a lot of people, especially older people, who don't have the access to these things, it's going to be a very interesting transition. Or don't know how to use them. Please, let's be right. honest about old people's limitations. They just don't know how to use them. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry, you brought right. up old people. Well, uh, yeah, older people. Um, so it's like it's going to be an interesting thing. We'll see if someone buys it last second here, but it's not looking good for them. So in about a month and a half, I'm not going couldn't to have you guys, my couldn't the town, couldn't, couldn't the surrounding area, couldn't the township or, or the county? Well, they're trying to find them. Like we, have a couple of, we have a couple of large-scale millionaires that live in the area. We're right. hoping they might step up to do something. And we do have a At business At least to journal. save it, and then maybe yeah. – what about making it public? Have, make it public. So I know it, it has to make a certain amount of money. But still, right. you know, make it make that amount of money in a year. I think it's like a million dollars for three years, and then you can go public. So, you know, I don't know if that's changed, but, um, you know, do, you know, do that, do the, do what you're supposed to, and then make it make that money and make sure you have a digital format to it as well, you know, really set it up so right. that it'll succeed and then, and then make it public so that the public can actually own it. Or right. even and I was surprised they're not now. at least keeping the digital part portion of that, to be honest with you, I can understand the, uh, the physical part of the paper not going out, right. but they have a pretty strong online presence too. And you'd think they would at least keep the online presence, but they're getting rid of the whole thing. So I'm hoping it'll see what kind of resilience the community has. Like I said, we do have a local business paper that goes out weekly. It'll see if they step up to it. We have one town over that's a town of maybe 25,000 that has uh, a local paper, see if they want to pick up the distributorship and maybe expand theirs. There's some options, but it's just, I've never been, to, I've never lived in a town my entire 50 years of life where there hasn't been a newspaper every day. It's very weird to me. So it's going to be right. a very weird experience. Um, and, and I paid my damn subscription a year in advance. I'm paid up until the end of the year, but, uh, Nice. But like I said, it's my it's my routine. My routine is to get up every morning, brew a pot of coffee, have two cups, and read my paper. So it's going to be a, a life changing event. If I hope that we have as a community, we always talk about community trying to come up with new ways to do things in all sorts of ways. It'll be interesting to see what happens in this area. Of like I said, 
Youngstown itself is 50,000 people, but there's a lot of other communities. Boardman, Ohio is a big hub. I'm in yeah, Poland, that, Ohio. That there's, a Nile, yep. there's a lot of other cities that get the newspaper. This is the Valley's newspaper. Yep. We are the, well, that's what I'm saying. Can you guys collectively in some way, you know, figure out how to keep that open? There's got to be enough I, money. I'm to, hoping. I'm hoping. It's, it's very interesting. It makes me think a lot about digital. I mean, doing this podcast and will podcast start to pop up or maybe the local podcast will be something. Maybe someone will start a digital edition. I hope somebody is creative and does something. It's going to be interesting. So I want to go on that. So I didn't forget about that since I was talking about local people doing things. It's just uh, our local paper. I, goodbye to the Vindicator as of August 31st, if something doesn't change. So I wanted to put that out there. We can always just jump right back into migrants dying as they're trying to get across the Rio Grande. They are drowning. So we can always jump right back into that, dude. I have no problem. Right. And I've, now, like I said, in, in the context of being real and being fair here, um, yes. this was this guy's fault. He had He had gone in. He'd gone in to be processed the regular way. They told him that it would be um, uh, probably a week before they could get to him because that's we know they're behind down there. And so he Correct. took it upon himself to cross it. So he's got to take mm -hmm. some responsibility for this. Oh, absolutely. It's still a tragedy. Absolutely. It's a tragedy yep. that we are, yep. that our border is so yep. screwed up that we have people resorting to this. Correct. So, yeah, yeah, that's my point, no, no, is okay. that if it was easier for them to get through, then then you wouldn't have people drowning. So Right. All yeah, right, no, we are no, at... Absolutely has to take responsibility for his own death. 3.30 slash 6.30, so let's go ahead and take a break. We're going to play my buddy Randy Jones. Uh, if you don't know Randy, he was the original cowboy in the Village People. He's a good friend of mine. And uh, this is his uh, song from last Was year. Was he really the original cowboy? The original cowboy in the Village People. He's the original cowboy in the Village People. He's a good friend of mine, actually. Dude, that and is awesome. Does he perform kind of ever cool? with, the, with the Village People? Oh, yeah. He, he performed with them forever. He was really, he's nice. still, he, he was part of the group afterwards. He's exactly. still performing with them. Dude, well, that is the, so no, freaking he, cool. He, he'll go on occasion. It's a new group now. But he'll go with some of the surviving members on occasion, and he'll do different things. But he right. he did his own solo album last year. So this is Hard Times from his album. This is Randy Jones. We'll be back. Give us a call for the last half hour here, 347-989-0126.
right, we are back. That is the cowboy from the village people, Mr. Randy Jones with Hard Times. Guys, give us a call. This is your call-in show. We're talking about the news, politics, and pop culture of the day. Our phone number is 347-989-0126. You'll be able to hear the show while you are on hold. We'll get you on right away. Uh, phone lines are all open now. Dude, I'm all, I'm all like, I, I think it's, I think it's psychosomatic. I'm, I'm freaking, I'm all itchy because I touched, you know, a, a bird, even though I touched it with, with a towel and gloves. So it's like <laughs> virtually impossible for me to get, I'm all itchy right now. And I'm like, I keep yeah, checking my hand and I, I'm looking for red mites. I'm looking for, you know, anything that, that, you know, could be, and I'm like, my hair is starting to itch a little bit. I'm like, Bleh. I know it's just psychosomatic. Like I washed my hands right when I got home. If I so. see a bug, if I saw a bug that crawled around somewhere. I will be looking for the next 20 minutes for a bug to crawl over me, and I'll start itching. I'm the same exact way, dude. I hear you. Like my beard right now. I got a little beard, and it's like it's all itchy, and I'm like, Jesus, what are, what's the, where are the mites? Where are the mites? That's funny. Oh. All right, let's see what, so what we're we talking about here. Um, well, we can go back over our news of the week. Um, Jeffrey Epstein's lawyers today asked the federal judge to release him on a bail package. Um, He basically wants to to let him go on house arrest to his $77 million New York mansion that he would have to give up if he skipped bail. Um, But the prosecutors are saying, what do you care? You own so much stuff. What's 77 million to you? So they're not letting that happen. So so federal <laughs> prosecutors are still trying to keep him behind bars. They're going to uh, see what happens with that. But he's saying that I will give up my $77 million mansion um, if I decide to skip town. Well, you know what? That's a drop in the bucket for you, dude, when you're a quote-unquote. He's one of those paper billionaires, too, like Trump, who knows how much you can get away on. But uh, – that's an asset. That's not cash. You can, if you have three jets, I think you can get out of town. Dude, they've been to. known. They've been known to to fly to Africa and to fly to Russia, to, on his right. jet. Right. So, uh, dude, he is a flight risk, and he's a sex trafficker. Correct. Correct. Well, yeah. Don't ever let him out of jail again. Now that you have him, keep him. It's about arresting corrupt billionaires, right? I, I don't isn't think it, a isn't judge it would have just, the balls to do it. I just don't think a judge would have the nerve to let this guy out after all the press that's going on over everything that's happened with him and everything that he was given before. I can't see why a judge would even risk that. That would make no sense whatsoever in your career. He has, he has no – I, I don't know. It, didn't it help Acosta? Didn't it help Acosta to do that to him or for him? Gave him a well, plea deal? Well, he wasn't a judge. He was a prosecutor, and he's the one that got the screwed deal. Right. The judge didn't know anything at the time um, before the deal was made. So, yeah, if you got wow. bail before, that's one thing. But now that you have a second time, you're being charged with the same crime, you know better now. You, you didn't know yeah. better for the first time. This time, it's on you if you let this piece of junk go free that's just not good no that's on all of us if if he goes free man 
that's not on, you know, that's not on the, the one judge. That's on all of us, dude. Right. So you can't, you just can't let people do this. I, I dude, it's, you know, it's just behavior is, I, I just keep saying it over and over. The behavior is disgusting. I totally understand being financially conservative, but that is it. Now, all those, all the rest of it is absolutely disgusting behavior. You're attacking everybody's rights. You're violating people's lives. You're, you're changing their lives from that moment on. They can't actually have a quality of life when something like that happens to them. They are constantly reminded of it. I know people that are victims of sexual abuse. And, dude, they, they cannot get out of it. They are constantly looking for that validation. Constantly. That their abuser uh, didn't actually give them. Right. But they're so messed up that the, their entire lives they go through this. They can't find a significant other because significant others have a hard time understanding that there are times of intimacy that they actually cannot do. They cannot do it. They're, they're like, I, I, I just, they fall apart. I've witnessed right. it. They fall apart. They're crying. They're, you know, shivering. They're, dude. So no, it takes any of these. No, it takes a person to, get, to come out of the other side intact. It's very difficult to do. Not impossible, but it's very, very difficult. It affects you in extremely. lots of different ways that you don't even realize for a long, long time. So, yeah, it's, it's, uh. That one girl they had, the one girl that Savannah Guthrie interviewed the other day, she was 15 at the time, and she's still having guilt and survivor's remorse. She's feeling guilty yes. that she got out of it because she didn't report it, and so it was still happening. So she has survivor's and guilt remorse from that. So even if you get over it sexually and can still function as a as Have some healthy, type of quality of life. You, yeah, right. you're still you looking back going, how many more right. women were affected because I said nothing? Right. Exactly. So, very tough stuff. Yeah, so. which is, yeah, dude. I mean, psychologically, it, dude, they're, they're, they're paralyzed. You know, right. how did they get through life? It's extremely, extremely difficult. And they have to have people around them that support them, fully support them. Like right. in all different types of ways in order for them to have a, a, some quality of life. Yeah, well, hopefully and that's hard to find too. Fortune and lose his, uh, lose the rest of his freedom in jail. Yeah, dude. Just, just, now that you got him, just keep him there. You got him, right. uh, just keep him there. And then all of the people that work for him that are accessories in this, please arrest them now. Arrest them now. Right. Now. Because they are accessories. Including number 45. He's an accessory in this. He's known all along about all this. He needs impeached just for saying the armies took over the airport in 1776. Just that reason alone. But, dude, if he's involved in sex trafficking, oh, come on. Come on, it's over. Yeah, He's got to be just, uh... just kicking himself for actually running. <laughs> I, dude, the worst thing that ever happened is what and that's what Robert De Niro said on SNL. He's like, the worst thing that ever happened was that your dad became president when he was talking to uh, uh, Junior. 
So, or he was talking to Eric. I'm not sure which he was talking to when he was playing Mueller. So, um, but it's the worst thing that ever happened to him. Why, why would he decide to do that? If you've got all of your stuff, you know, lined up and, and your life is going along the way your corrupt ass wants it to go along, why would you ruin that? Right, exactly. Is he the scapegoat? Is he the scapegoat? Does he know that he's the scapegoat for other billionaires? Maybe he's the scapegoat, just like Bernie Madoff knew that he was the scapegoat. He had right. to take that bite. And his whole family suffered. His son died. His son committed suicide. His whole family, they're still suffering. And he knew he was the scapegoat for these other billionaires. So maybe he's 45, the scapegoat, and he knows it. And so he's just going to continue until it just comes crashing down. Um, yeah, didn't uh, didn't one of uh, Madoff's sons or whatever commit suicide or something? Or he went yeah. to some kind of depression yeah. or something? Because of all of this. Bernie didn't tell him, or I don't, know, I don't know him personally. Mr. Madoff didn't tell anybody um, that anybody in his family that this was actually happening. And if he had warned them a little bit ahead of time, they would have been able to actually, uh, you know, get some things in order so that they're going to be okay. Where they all were like, they were instantly, you know, nobody had any money. They were instantly jobless. And, right. and it's not really their fault. And yeah, his son committed suicide because of yeah, the entire situation. Sad. So, you know, which is just extremely sad, but he knew he was the scapegoat. He knew he was the one that was going to take the bite for all the rest of these billionaires so that the rest of the billionaires don't have to take a bite on this. Right. So that's why I'm saying maybe 45 knows that he's the scapegoat and he's just, that's why that's all this just garbage is coming out. All this stuff. Could be. I know I keep possible. keep making fun of him about, you know, armies taking over the airports, but dude, that's a huge distraction. And, and, and right now you and I, and we have been for like the past, I don't even know how long. I mean, this is a show about politics. So of course we're going to talk about him, but we're talking about him. We're giving him airtime, even though it may be negative airtime, um, but we're still giving him airtime because we're talking about him. Right. So at some point, if we just stop talking about his uh, uh, talking about idiot in chief, then, you know, and his stupidity, uh, then he might just get caught and impeached and thrown out and gone and by treasonous. Goodbye. Goodbye now. Entire family. Go away. Yeah, that was one of the arguments during the original election was he was he got so much free press from the news because he did so much stupid Uh, stuff every day. They couldn't stop talking about him. That he had more yep. than twenty times the press of any other anybody else that back there. So yeah, yeah definitely. Except for Clinton's thing. except for Clinton's emails. Right. That was the only thing, the Clinton's emails thing. That was the only thing that got more press than he did on all the stupid shit that he was doing. So yeah, I mean, yep. you know, if it's about press and you know, then you know, then you and I need to just stop talking about him. Because <laughs> we're giving him all sorts of free airtime. You should. You should. <laughs> he, but he just keeps doing so many, so many stupid things that I, I just can't stop talking about him. I hate uh, stupidity. All right. Well, stupidity let's go on to another subject. Then we have a caller on the line. I'll get to in a second. But no, give me your we have a caller. Opinions on this. 
Um, uh, Ooh, talk about is it tapioca? A, uh, is it tapioca? No, I'll find out in a second. I want to start you talking so I can go find out who it is here. Um, <laughs> but I want to talk about Florida authorities have arrested Uh-oh. a former Jackson County deputy who's accused Uh-oh. of making false arrests after planting drugs on the drivers. This guy, a oh. 26-year-old sheriff deputy, Zachary Wester, was taken oh, into custody. No. For he was I've got friends who are, who are Florida sheriffs. I can't, I can't talk shit about Florida sheriffs, do I got friends uh, that are Florida sheriffs. And actually, the sheriff's department in, in Florida. There's 254 cases that might get tossed out because of this, though. Oh. <laughs> okay. You going to go over and talk to him? I guess you did. Um, yeah, I've got friends that are Florida sheriffs, so I, I can't really dog them. Uh, but, dude, don't, don't set people up. Why are you doing that? It, there's enough stuff in their car. Believe me, you'll find enough stuff wrong with them that you'll be able to, you know, give them tickets for whatever the hell. So why would you plant drugs on people, especially right now when we are moving forward? We are progressively moving forward and understanding that drugs are part of the symptom of a problem. So we have to uh, pay attention to what that problem is first in somebody's life. So you're setting people up for a problem that they don't necessarily have, and you're giving them other problems. Dude, the karma on that is just going to be insane. So, yeah, I hope they do drop that 240. And I couldn't figure out what he was doing it for. If there was a quota thing or something, I don't understand it. Right. I just know that he was uh, that he he got caught with his body camera once. He turned off his body camera after that oh. um, for quite a few cases. <laughs> but now they the Florida Department uh, has to review 254 cases. We got Joe on the line. It needs some clarification on Madoff being a scapegoat. If that's what you're saying, I thought you were saying something different, but here's Joe. Joe, what's your question, please? Yeah, um, the other guy was talking. Hey, Joe. Can you guys hear me? Yep. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. How Bernie Madoff was a scapegoat for the other billionaires. Um, Can you explain that? Uh, There's a movie out there uh, that's about Madoff's life, and uh, you can watch it, and he was he had knowledge of all these different billionaires um absolutely uh doing corrupt things and he turned and took all of that on he was the guy that was like yeah i'll I'll receive that as if i sign that and that's how he was a scapegoat so that all the other billionaires don't get caught for doing the same thing that he was supposedly accused of doing and it's like all of those charges that were against him are not all of his. He didn't do that to all those people. It was other billionaires that did that to other people. Well, so he was, he was protecting of, corrupt. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. He was accused you. of what you say? and convicted of, of um, Ponzi scheme, of scheming people Correct. out of their money. How Correct. could other people be involved in his hedge fund doing what he, as uh, the owner of the hedge fund, obviously did? There were other billionaires that were involved in it. There's a lot of ghosts, just like in, uh, I don't want to bring the entertainment business into this. There's a lot of ghost producers. There's a lot of people that you don't ever know are involved in any one project. And 
they have all added money to it. Uh, yeah, the movie's on HBO. I don't, I don't recall. Uh, I don't even remember what the name of the, the movie was. But it explains a lot about what I'm saying. Well, I don't want to go to the movie now since I got you on the air. What I want to know is why do you believe this particular movie? Because there were – it's not just the movie. There were other billionaires that were involved in the Ponzi scheme that he denied were involved. Oh, how was okay? This guy ran his own hedge fund. He not only did not tell his particular victims how he was investing their money, and they were stupid enough to give it to him anyway, but he was using money from them to uh, pay off um, other recipients when they didn't deserve to be paid off. Now, I don't understand how other billionaires could be involved in this. So that's what I got. There's a whole bunch of other billionaires. There's a whole bunch of billionaires that are receiving those funds as well, dude. There are there's, other a, there's other people. Yeah. I'm sorry. Wow. Okay, look, this is how he did it. Let's say you're Bernie Madoff. I give you a billion dollars. You don't tell me where it's invested. Now, you've got the billion dollars. You've invested the money in some stupid, stupid adventure that doesn't pay even 2%. But you're paying me 10%. How do I get 10%? That's because other people are paying you a billion dollars and you're paying me from those particular funds. That's how a Ponzi scheme works. So how does, okay, you keep saying these other billionaires are involved. How are they, they are. involved? They have ghost monies in this. What's ghost money? Ghost money is exactly what it is, that they, they are not um, ever, their names are never put on any of it, but their monies are completely involved. In what way? Were they profiting off the Ponzi? Were they putting money in the Ponzi? Yes. What he's asking is, what? How was their money used? How were they part of the Ponzi? It's not necessarily their monies that are involved. It's more of the monies that are going to them from the other people, from hmm. middle class and lower class. So if, if all the money is going to them, then they're the victims of the same Ponzi scheme that um, Madoff was convicted of. They're not or victims was, if they're getting the money. Well, yeah, if they're getting the money. But you just said they're getting the money that Madoff got. Uh, in what, if, and I said, how? In what way? And you said they're getting the money. So if they're getting the money, how, what way are they getting what kind of money? I don't. I don't know how to answer that. All right, um, that's my I, If you're saying yeah, Bernie I, Madoff is a, you know, player. they they have offshore, they have offshore accounts, they have all sorts of digital ways. I mean, even Bitcoin right now is well, Bitcoin, is, Bitcoin a, is a way to send monies, you know, Bitcoin and not see it. The thing is, you're saying it, that Bernie Madoff was a scapegoat. To be a scapegoat, that yes. means you're either um, there were other billionaires that were making money. You keep saying that, but you then that when scheme. I ask you about it, you say I don't know how. If you I don't can't, know, I can't give you I mean, an example. They're ghosts. They're they're invisible as far as the business you, is concerned. What you're really doing then is you're believing something without doing research. You're taking something, glomming onto it, and then producing that as truth. Dude, I love I love calls like yours, Joe. I, I absolutely adore people like you. I, I love getting called out on any of my shit. 
because what it makes me do is right now, right when the show's done, I will run out and I will investigate every single thing that I can about Bernie Madoff. Well, that's good. And, and then I will have an answer for you tomorrow. Right. Um, but, you know, it's like I, I absolutely adore guys like you, dude. Because uh, I, 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 that's the only way that any of us can learn. I mean, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to figure it out, too, now that, I, now that I said it and now that you said it. It's like, okay, where are those ghost producers or where yeah, are those ghosts? I mean, ghosts that's the responsibility fun. that we as yeah. Americans have towards ourselves. Because if we don't, yep. if we don't use at least some part of critical thinking, in other words, doing a little bit of research, then Correct. we are susceptible to anything that comes along. And, we, and as Americans, we shouldn't do that. To ourselves. No. No. We should constantly be questioning what information that we're hearing. Absolutely. And I do that yep. to myself, and I do that to everybody else, too, because it's helpful when a person, uh, you know, and a lot of, uh, to give yourself credit, <laughs> there are a lot of people who would not, in the five minutes that you just said, you know, you're right, I should do more research, they will defend almost to the death their particular confirmation bias. And it, I don't. I don't have anything. Yeah, I don't have anything to defend. So I'm like, I'm like, I'm, you know, yeah, you've got I'm no just skin in the game. So why should you care? Right. You know, and I'm. I'm oh, did I just cut myself off? <laughs> no, you're there. You're still on. Oh, here, here. Okay. Um, and I'm a Trump supporter too. So I didn't vote for him. I thought, he, and I still think he's a megalomaniac. But I think he's a megalomaniac. Nice for um, the purposes of helping our country. So, okay. See, I got you know, a question so for you. Joe, you're a perfect person to ask then. Okay. Can I ask you a question? Sure. What I don't understand about Trump's supporters is I can understand liking things he's doing for the economy, but like you said, he's a megalomaniac and he's kind of a turd of a person. Why wouldn't you guys want another Republican in there that could – Carry on this work and keep it going. Why would you want him still in there knowing all of his bad qualities? Couldn't well, anyone really do what he's doing? Well, what is he doing that's bad that's affecting the country? Well, I, I think he's, he's doing quite a Besides few things. Besides dividing us, div- dividing us further racially? racially? Um, I don't put that on him because if people are going to follow what he said, and I don't know, except maybe two or three statements that might be taken as a bias, because one time he was um, he was trying to get um, a decision from a judge or from judges or from the judicial system with regards to immigration, and he said something about a, an Hispanic judge, which, in um, in my opinion, prejudice does exist. I'm talking about in the judicial system. Judges are not right. perfect. As a matter of fact, I don't. This idea, take a look at what we do to ourselves as Americans, and this is going to answer your question about Trump and about us. When we take a look at the judicial system or we take a look at politics, and we know that a person leans left or right, that's not the way that person should lean at all, especially judges. They're supposed to take a look at something objectively. A leftist is not supposed to be a leftist. A Republican is not supposed to be a Republican. Yes, we have a sort of an adversarial system in Congress, but that's to make sure that we can compromise rationally on topics, not to continually battle each other. When we battle each other over everything and anything, look at what America is today. And this isn't because of Trump. This is what's been happening before Trump. He probably, well, he was, he was 70-some-odd years old. Yeah, well, probably before he was born. 
We, as Americans, are supposed to enjoy freedom, very low taxes, practically no taxes at all. We're supposed to keep government out of our lives so that we can do what we want to do unless we impose our particular philosophies onto other people illegitimately. Now, if anybody can point to any president, any Congress in the last 50 years who has done that, <laughs> well, you're a better man than I, Gungadin. <laughs> I, I, just, I just have a problem with, uh, I, I just think that exactly what you said there, I think that he does do, he, he doesn't want you to, he, he says he's for lower taxes, but it's not for everybody. It's for the wealthy, wealthiest among us. There hasn't been any middle class tax break to lower, and lower class doesn't pay much taxes. I understand. That's that. true. Fifty percent of the middle class doesn't pay taxes, and the income and the uh, tax breaks that he gave to the corporations. Over a million people have received those tax breaks. Plus, when we have unemployment rates for um, African Americans and Hispanics and everybody else at the lowest levels in years due to his intervention. Now, don't forget, when he came into office, the Republicans hated him as much as the Democrats. Right. But, but when he does his photo ops, I'm going to have to admit, the guy looked like, what, are you kidding me? You know, he's not presidential at all. He looks like somebody who just came out of a uh, you know, bar fight or something. I happen to like that he has a, you know, a fighting spirit, but he hasn't done anything to harm the country the way that the media says and predicted that he would. The trade, um, the trade battles, they're still to be determined. But one particular positive aspect of it is that Mexico is finally taking responsibility, pushing back a bunch of illegal immigrants or potential illegal immigrants, keeping them on their shores, which by international law they're supposed to be. So I mean the guy but actually a lot of the a lot of those migrants are from Central America and they're also from South America. There's yeah. not a lot of migrants coming from Mexico. Uh yeah. but they have to travel through Mexico because otherwise they have to swim the Gulf. Absolutely. You know, I mean, you know yeah. But so they have to travel through Mexico. If you're gonna claim asylum, then you're supposed to seek asylum in the first country outside of Europe. That you go to. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know. no, I hear that. You know now what but you sometimes, guys need. sometimes they go they go from one country that's that's just you know a, a hellhole and then they they go into the next country and it's the same thing. They've got a problem there. So with one dictator or another. So yeah. you've got all of these migrants that are moving from country to country and all those countries suck. So they're trying to come to a country that doesn't suck, and we're denying them. Well, I think we should. We have. I'm American first before Trump even got into office. Um. We have, even despite the booming economy, which comparatively... Dude, I've driven all over this country. We have so much property. Well, no, no, no. We have so much property. Yeah, but we're not supposed to just willy-nilly give away our property to people who aren't Americans. We have 102 million Americans who are out of work. 102. Right. I agree. I agree. Yeah, we're going to we need to take care of them. Huh? And we need to take care of them. Oh, absolutely. They yeah, do, before they taking care of anybody who's seeking asylum. Absolutely. Well, even if they're seeking asylum, 
the fact is we have to take every nation has to take a look at their own indigenous people and say, you guys were here first. You guys got the, the pick of the straw. You were lucky enough, your grandparents and parents, et cetera. You were here. You get the first bite of the apple, not somebody else. Correct. So that's the way I feel. But at the same, at the same time, it, it, we, we do need to take care of those people. Believe me, I'm, a, I'm an advocate for you know, the, the homeless, and I'm an advocate for a lot of different people that are out of work and that they were, weren't trained correctly in schooling and that they owe all these student loans, and yet they're not working in their field. I, believe me, I'm an, I, I'm an advocate I'm gonna have for that. I'm going to have a good and as a libertarian, um, I'm kind of contrary to what people mainly think of libertarians. I believe there should be a form of a social net. But when that social net is, nice. is administered poorly by bureaucrats and, not, and the money is distributed by taking money from other people's pockets to be given to people who, don't, um, who weren't born here, I'm against it. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I think there should be something set aside. I mean, we, we literally, you know, make money. We have mints. So uh, there should be something put aside for the people that are trying to seek asylum. You know, there should be something. Uh, you know what? You know what would be good for your research? Look up, you know, this, is, this might take weeks. Let me just save you some time. If you look up the history of the Federal Reserve and the way that it actually works, if you did that, you would have to scratch your head and say, you know what, there's $21 trillion that all of our presidents and the scumbags in Congress have accumulated over the years. We would yep. not have to owe, and I'm, gonna, and I'm saying this literally. Nothing. That's right. Not one dime. Yep. Not one freaking dime. So I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, we, I'm I, and everybody would, be, everybody would be taken care of. Yeah. I mean, Everyone. then we could spend money um, if the people who administered the money actually cared about people. We have the worst people that we have um, in America are not immigrants. They're Congress. Congress is totally <laughs> gone. I agree. I love that. Yep. I thought he was going to drain that swamp. Well, he's trying. I, I want to see that two, swamp drain. He's two and a half years, but uh, you know what? Um, I'm a Trump supporter, but I've always got my, um, my feelers out because I'm thinking this guy got in by the, by the, you know, the hairs of his chinny-chin-chin and I'm right, saying, right. to me, he's doing a good job, but he, could he not also be a Trojan horse? I'm also leery nice. of, you know, of that. Right. Wow. That's, that's an interesting that's theory. Brilliant. I want to hear this Trojan yeah. horse theory to what? What do you think he could be a harbinger to? Oh, well, uh, I mean, if you watch the Manchurian Candidate or the Seven Days in May, or just the regular right. power struggle that people have when they're in Congress, he could be not just an agent of Russia, but why couldn't he be an agent of anybody who wanted to conquer the United States? As a matter, as a matter of fact, in my opinion, any country, including the United States, that has a central bank, that means Russia and China as well, they may or may not be ruled by their supposed powerful parties. But that central bank is draining that country of billions and billions and billions of dollars per year. Yep. And yep. here, I, in my opinion, I don't have proof, but in my opinion, when um, the Federal Reserve gives back to Congress every year on the average $19 billion a year. Yeah, just a shit ton of money. Okay. Is that, yep. Are you going to tell me they're not bribing Congress? Get the fuck out of here. 
Please. Hey, we're trying not to swear on this show. Oh, you You're the only one that swore, Joe. Right. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm just, sorry. I'm just giving you shit. No, no, no. You can drop an F-bomb if you want. It's all good. Oh, okay. It's, it's fine with us. Yeah. No, it's fine with us. So you they see can, what I mean? I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Far between, oh, okay. Joe. We're good. No, oh, okay, I like cool. that. Joe, you got to be a regular caller. We want to hear you call back. This is good stuff. Stop. Yeah, please yeah, do. I appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't mind, you know, if you got other people on the line, um, if you want to let them in or let me on, I don't mind, because some people do not like what I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> I like anyone that has an opinion. I don't care. I, I will I will debate it with them, but as long as they stick to it and they're respectful the way they do it, which you have been, I appreciate yep. it. But we're actually six minutes over our regular time, so I'm going to oh, have okay. to end this up, but I hope you'll call back for us, buddy. That yeah, yeah thank you so much, Joe. Sure. Thanks, man. Really appreciate your call. And I am literally hanging up the phone and getting online and checking all of my sources for Bernie Madoff material. All right. So I am, I am going to rip through that and figure out exactly what I, what I meant to say. I do this thing on, on this show called uh, uh, hashtag what Craig meant to say. So maybe I'll do a Bernie Madoff thing okay. coming up here on, right. on hashtag what Craig meant to say so that I can really All right, thank like, you, clarify Joe. We hope to hear from you, again, you know, what friend. was going on. All right. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Joe. Bye-bye. All right. All right. That was a great call. Thanks, guys. We are yeah, about that's cool 10 minutes over, but we have no show on Thursday or Friday at this point. So we are good to go over a little bit. Be back tomorrow. It's our last show of the week. Dude, I love, I love intelligent people. I love exactly. intelligent people. I, I'm so glad when intelligent people call in, you know. And, here, and here like I said, new I, time, it's, uh, three o'clock Pacific, it's the only way for me to learn. Eastern, so give us a call. We'll be back uh, tomorrow, everyone. So thanks for playing, and bye-bye. Peace.